today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. You know, doubt heard uh, here yesterday that uh, a man suffered, a man was rescued after being trapped in a house that had exploded on Gibson Avenue. To talk more about all of this, Sarah Kane in studio right now with us, reporter for a CHML. You were there uh, after the event. What I was. was. It, what was it like when you arrived? What, how do you describe that? It was a bit chaotic when I arrived. Definitely a, a build, a steady buildup of neighbors kind of flooding out into the street, concerned, some of whom actually knew the gentleman who was trapped inside of the home when it had exploded, or at least at this point we can say that the house completely buckled. Mm. From where I was standing, where there was a police line, so media, everybody else kept behind that, so it wasn't necessarily the best vantage point there have been Right. Numerous photos that I'm sure people have seen circulating since. But basically, you could see that the house completely tipped over. The roof was almost at the sidewalk. Wow. There was there was remnants of it everywhere. Neighbors were giving accounts of how they'd seen the wall of one of the walls of the house completely blown out. The front door completely on the other side of the street, just rubble everywhere. Uh, What about damage to other houses? Oh, first of all, before we get to that, were you there prior to the man being rescued? I was actually, and so we, they were still. It was still a rescue. When it you was were there. still a rescue, and we, everyone was waiting to see what was happening, knowing that that man was still inside, and, and knowing that emergency crews were trying to make contact so that they could kind of get an, an idea of his whereabouts and what was really just a heap of wood and you know yeah. stone, and you you can imagine. So, did you know that they could hear him at that point? And that they knew some that neighbors some had said that there was some conversation happening that they there was a verbal response coming from somewhere in the basement and that's kind of how they got their indication of where to start focusing their efforts uh, and talk about the the rescue um, because I'm guessing even though someone's trapped inside of a house you just can't go try crawling through all of that stuff talk a little bit about uh, what the fire department said in regard to this rescue and and how and how challenging it was. Yeah, they did give us kind of a brief sense of what that involved. They did call in some specialists and some people who were very focused in the area of kind of understanding spatially and and with the engineering of of buildings and it collapsing, what they would do. They used the term cribbing a lot, trying to, you know, basically support a lot of the weight, ensuring that the house didn't collapse further. Uh, That was really the biggest challenge, was making sure that didn't completely crumble on the man who was obviously still responsive and with them. And I understand he had a dog with him. Yeah, there was many reports at the beginning when I first arrived about a dog being in there with him as well because I was told by neighbors that he was at least partially blind, had that dog as a guide dog. Uh, And there was some confusion when we did get some early reports from fire they hadn't made contact with a dog. I have seen some reports since that time that neighbors did find did that find dog. Him, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good news story. Tail wagging, itself. but obviously extremely yeah, scared. Yeah, very, very traumatized. What do we know about the man in the house, the homeowner, his condition, all of that? Still haven't heard back uh, about the condition of this individual at this time or their injuries. Uh, again, they were verbally responsive. Two of his children were actually rushed to the scene, and they had said that they briefly spoke with him kind of as he was, you know, on the stretcher getting put onto an ambulance to get taken to hospital. Hmm. 
So we know at least that much. His current condition is unknown, though, so we're still waiting to see what what that looks like. And understand he lived alone in the home? That's the sense that I did get from neighbors, that he lived alone just with that dog. Uh, He did live there with a wife at one point, I'm told at least, um, who perhaps passed Passed away. away, Uh, But yeah, that's what we know, that it was just him. And we know that from Fire 2, they say that he was the occupant and the only person that they did have to rescue from that house. Uh, So nobody else hurt in any way or injured in any way? No, and when I did ask Fire about kind of the adjacent homes, they had said that at this point it doesn't look like they'd sustain damage, although I'm sure some of the owners will be looking into what, if any, impacts that did have on on their structures What about the houses directly next door? Did it not uh, buckle them in any way? Yeah, those were the ones that I was hoping to kind of get a sense of if it impacted them or not, but Mm -hmm. at at the point that I was speaking with some of uh, the staff and the emergency crews there, they didn't think that that was an issue, but yeah, again, I'm sure that those people will be definitely taking it upon themselves to ensure that their homes are are safe given what's happened next door. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.